Anyway, let's talk about some Dame talk. Dame time, game time. Okay, we're going to talk about Dame right now. And I see the smile that lit up on Dino's face. I'm going to save Dino for last because I know he's going to enter the cannon. But um, should Dame request a trade from Portland after another failed operation? And Zay, the mic is yours to kick us off once again. I think I can hear you. Um, I apologize. I was muted, just like Dame's trade request, because it's never going to happen. <laughs> um, you know, we talked about loyalty, talked about staying with one team. Then you got to stick it out. That's it. You, you, I don't want to hear no trade request, nothing else, because you had time to do it. You had the ample opportunity to request a trade. And you sit there, you sat there, and you preach loyalty. You preach sticking by your team. And doing all this other nature, then you have to stick by the, the rebuild. You got to stick by when the team is doing horrible. You stay there the rest of your career. If that's the case, if you wanted to wait all this time, knowing that your team cannot build a contender in the Western Conference because guys do not want to go to Portland, that is on you. And you got to stick by it because if you move or you want to request a trade or you go anywhere else, you're a hypocrite. You, your words are no longer... I'm not going to say they don't matter. Everyone's words matter. Of course, everyone's voice matters. But, like, you're a hypocrite because you kept with this loyalty pack. I'm loyal. I'm loyal. And then you you, you earlier, I mean, later in the season, you're talking about I'm not here to do a rebuild. So what are you here to do? You, you, you are the exact individual who preached loyalty. But now when things are not going well, you're talking about I want out of here. That doesn't make sense to me. I mean, you should have been requested a trade. It, it, you're not going to win in Portland. Not saying you can't be a number one and win, but it's not going to be in Portland. They, they don't put the players you need to succeed at all. It's very similar to the Russell Westbrook in OKC. They did not put the players around them to succeed. They had draft, they drafted amazing talents, but then once everybody started leaving, you couldn't put a, a team packaged together to get Russell Westbrook and OKC to a winning stature. Once KD left, you had nobody that next year. Westbrook did it by himself. Then you bring in Melo and PG, two isolation players, which Westbrook did not need. You have to put shooters, defenders around Westbrook. You have to put shooters, defenders around Damian Lillard. They just put kept putting these guys who were average at best, inconsistent, they and always hurt. From Zach Collins to the Nurkic to Jeremiah Grant, all these guys, the list goes on and on. Dame, you should request a trade. But at the end of the day, you're the individual who said you wanted to be loyal. You're the individual that said you wanted to stay put and be riding for your team. That is your fault, and this is your mess that you created because you could have been requested a trade, and you never did. And right now, it may be too late because what team are you going to? Every team has a good guard. The only thing the league is devoid of right now is wings and centers. Every team has a good guard, unless you're planning to go to San Antonio. Unless you're playing to go, I don't even know where you're trying to go. Detroit? You're trying to go to Charlotte? Like, I don't, where are you trying to go that a team needs you right away? Every team has an outstandingly good guard. And so at this point, you are you waited way too long to request a trade. I'm sorry, brother. You got game, but you don't got brains. That's on you. I mean, look, man, I'm going to get in here. Because I think there's a misconception that I find very bogus. And Zay, you said that misconception on the last show we did talking about this very topic and it's that the blazers are unloyal to dean they're unloyal to him and i'm saying to myself well 
they moved him off of trade rumors. So he wasn't, you know, he was off trade limits. Also, they're paying literally a quarter of their salary cap to him. They just signed him to a 200 and what in $25 million deal. He just signed a two year extension through the 2026, 2027 season. So he signed through. And of course, he shouldn't request a trade because I'm a firm believer of players honoring their contracts. I do not like what I see in the NBA. And we already have our feelings about that. And whatever side of the fence we're going to be about that in this ring culture, we are going to remain there. And I'm going to remain on my side. I don't like when players sign contracts and request trades. I don't care what situation you're in. I don't care if you're in a good situation. I don't care if you're a bad situation. I hate it. All right. James Harden was able to ask for two trades in like two seasons. That was pitiful. I don't care what Kyrie Irving was doing or not doing. I don't care about Kevin Durant. How the hell you asked for two trades in two years and you were going to be a free agent? I hate it. Okay, Kevin Durant, another trade. Like, uh, how many times are we going to okay that? And then we're going to sit here and talk about, I'm not talking about this year, but years prior, the league is unbalanced. There's so many talent on one side of the bracket. I'm bored. I'm tired of seeing Cleveland and the Warriors every single year. We sound like idiots. And we're going to promote players, you know, because they can't win on their own to request trades. No, how about you go back and win? Dak Prescott in the NFL, stunk it up last year, stunk it up the year before, stunk it up the year before that, stunk it up the year before that. But run it back, Dak, run it back, Dak, run it back, Dak, okay, run it back, Dame, okay? And when you talk about the Trailblazers, I want to reflect back to the 2017 draft because I understand they haven't did the best job of roster construction surrounding Dame. You go back to that 2017 draft, I believe, they passed up on Donovan Mitchell. They passed up on Bam Adebayo, and they drafted a guy by the name of Zach Collins, right? And the reason why they passed up on these guys was because they had CJ and they had Nurkic. So they decided to pass up on talent for positional needs. And that obviously came back to bite them. That's why they already are right now. But you know who else passed up on Donovan Mitchell? My New York Knickerbockers. We drafted a guy by the name of Frank E. Tequila. Oh, this cat. Okay, but guess what? Guess what? We signed Julius Randle that offseason. Everybody hated it. Even me, because we didn't draft, we didn't um, sign Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving via free agency. And we signed Julius Randle. Everybody was like, wait, hold up. This the big parade? No, no, everybody hated it. But guess what? Julius Randle, he run most approved player of the year, right? Who was runner up? Jeremiah Grant. Who did the Blazers sign? Jeremiah Grant. So they tried. It just didn't work out. Some of the things, I get it. It was terrible. But some of the things, they tried. Um, Norman Powell, they got him over there before they traded him. That was a guy that was a part of a championship-level team, the sixth man. Okay, they tried to put in with Dame. I think when you talk about this year or going forward, I do think there's some optimism, believe it or not. I don't know if y'all been watching this kid, Shannon Sharp. I mean, Shaden Sharp. This guy is bouncy. He's been making plays ever since Dane been on the bench. He's been averaging like 23 points per game. I mean, he's looking good out there. And I think he is somebody, because he plays defense, you could start him alongside Dane. And maybe you trade a guy like Anthony Simons for a Mikel Bridges. Yes, I'm throwing a trade proposal out there. I would trade Anthony Simons for Mikel Bridges. I understand Brooklyn has a high guard up. 
They turned down five first round picks or four first round picks for Mikel Bridges. But that's a championship level player who plays defense and who's three and D and can get you buckets on the offensive end. I think he would be a better fit with Dame than Anthony Simons, who literally is a clone of Dame, just a bootleg version. He can go and command the ball in Brooklyn. I would do that. There's ways you can be creative. There's guys on this team that can still evolve. I would not throw in the white towel yet. Okay, I would. If I'm Dame, you sign a contract, honor your contract. If it gets to a point where it's a mutual agreement to part ways, then you part ways. And I'm going to leave it at that. All right, just a quick note before I start this. I just want to let everybody know that we, the Boston Celtics, are currently beating the Bucks by 40 in the fourth quarter. So I just want to throw that out there for the all the playoff stuff that's going on right now. But anyways, Dame should not request a trade from Portland because just like Zay said, it is too late. How many years have we been talking about should Dame request a trade for? Five, six years now? And he was the one that said, no, I want to be the I, – I, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was him and not LaMarcus Aldridge that said that he wants to be the best blazer of all time. He wants his jersey in the rafters. He wants to be the number one dude in that organization in their history. I believe it was Dame who said it. And the Blazers have built good teams around him. They've been in the playoffs consistently during his tenure there until very recently. They've had LaMarcus Aldridge. They've had Nurkic. They've had McCollum, Anthony Simmons, Jeremy Grant now. Had plenty of good players and plenty of solid good teams that during that time everyone's like, oh, the Blazers can make a good run in the Western Conference. Sure enough, they make the run. Usually they're getting bounced in like the second round. They couldn't really get to the conference finals. Then they get to the conference finals with the Warriors with no Kevin Durant and no Demarcus Cousins. It was Stephen Clay versus Damon CJ. And for most of those games, the Blazers were either very close or had a lead going into the fourth quarter, and they blew it and they got swept. That is not on anyone except for them. It is on the Blazers, and it is also on Dame. And I know Dame and Skip, they had beef about that a little while ago, but what Skip said is very valid. It's like it came down to you two. That was your best chance to go out and win a championship, and they couldn't do it. And now here we are now, a few years down the line, and Dame want, might request out because he doesn't want to be part of the rebuild. Well, guess what, dude? You're about to be 33 years old. You know, you're getting up there in age, and – now you want out now? How, why didn't you want out when you were 26, when everyone was still developing, when the Warriors and the Cavs were just running through the league and no one could stop them and they were constantly going to the finals and teams weren't really developed then to take them out. Now the teams are developed, so it's like, well, you know, the Bucks, like, we, you know, the Bucks. no, they got Drew Holiday. They don't need Dame. Like, Drew Holiday is one of the best two, if not the best two-way guard in the league, offense and defense. I mean, not offense, but, you know, he's a solid two-way guard. And I just don't see a team that really has room for him on the roster that is in deep playoff contention. You know, the Nuggets can give up Jamal Murray for him? No, I wouldn't. Like, would the Kings give up Darren Fox? I wouldn't. The Grizzlies are going to give up Ja? No. It's like, I just don't see where he's going to be a fit on a team that's in the playoffs really now contending for a championship. And this is the take that I think might turn some heads here. But Dame, throughout his career, was never going to be the number one guy on a championship team. It was never going to be him. And the Blazers made that mistake because now he's getting up there in age and he really isn't the number one guy on a championship team. He's probably a number two, but he ain't a number one guy. And that's just the cold hard truth. Real Yo, quick, I got though, a before you get in, real quick, let me yeah. just say something real quick. And I want to say there's one team, one player that I believe Dame could pair with and they'll work really well and they can actually take the West by storm. 
and it's actually a trade with the Boston Celtics because there was a rumor that came out that Jalen Brown is not happy with Boston. So bring Jalen Brown to the Portland Trailblazers. You move Anthony Simons. You move another young piece over to Boston. Let's say Nurkic. Let's say you get Nurkic. He'll, he'll be probably the best center on that team because Robert, Robert Williams is in and out the roster. He's hurt. Al Horford's up there in age. With Nurkic, you get the best of both worlds, a, a guy who could score, a guy who could rebound, a guy who could defend. And you bring over Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown and Dame in the West. That's a good one-two punch. And that's as best as it's going to get for Dame because Dame would then be playing with the best player he had on his roster in his career. And they'll be able to dominate at that particular point. You could probably even move Jeremiah Grant somewhere. And that would be the team you could work with in Portland. That is the only way that, that Portland could probably do something in the Western Conference. Other than that, Dame, you're just playing, you're playing for stats, brother. It's starting to become empty stats. Garbage time. Garbage points. At, at this point, because you're, you're, you've been wasting your career since Portland got rid of LaMarcus Aldridge, Batum. All those guys that was on that roster originally when they when they oh I think Dame was a rookie at the time when they went to the playoffs they had all, all the guys on that team they had a starting five and then they banned them the year after and then you had CJ McCollum come off the bench after three years y'all was dominating and then yeah they traded him and it just seems like Dame you're not even here to really be a leader it just seems like you're training people to become a, the guy you train CJ McCollum to become the guy and then he got moved now you're training Anthony Simons to become the guy. What's going to happen next? He's going to get moved. It, it just seems it's, it's getting ridiculous. It's a pattern of just embarrassment happening in Portland. And unfortunately, Dame is a, is becoming the laughing joke of that. Because Portland did not do what they needed to do. Just because you add talent to a team does not mean it stylistically makes sense for Dame. It did not make sense for Dame to add all these guys that didn't benefit them at all. And that is that is the problem. But my thing is this, is we say for Dame, when in reality, Dame was never that number one guy to begin with. If anything, they should have been out, oh, well, let's go get a package. Let's go get Kevin Durant. Let's go get Kawhi Leonard while he's out there because those are the guys. Dame, but to they, me, they don't never, come isn't here, that though. number one guy. He's just not – that's not him. I think, look, this is this is me here. This is me talking. This is real little talking right now. What's embarrassing? If you want to talk about what's embarrassing, Zay, what's embarrassing – is the fact that we cheered these cats who fail in big games to go and, and join super teams so we can feel better about them. That's what's embarrassing. Let's talk about it. Kevin Durant, he's embarrassing. He's in a listen, Kevin Durant is an embarrassing basketball player, with all due respect. As good as he is, he's embarrassing. I would never want to be that cat. You know, Dino, when you talk about the chances that the Blazers had over the years to come out of the rest, the best chance they ever had. When it was Clay and Steph versus CJ and Dane, Dane did not show up. He did not beat Steph. Mm -hmm. So we can't sit there and say, oh, requested trade. No, run it back. Why do the NBA has to be the league that everybody, when they fail, they get to go elsewhere and throw everybody on the bus and make it seem it was their fault when it's actually their fault? I agree. And that's the culture I'm talking about. And nobody's talking about it. It's like everybody's scared straight to not talk about it on the show. I will talk about it. It's ridiculous, okay? If you don't show up in big games, run it back and get better, okay? Run it back and get better. How about that? But no, we we tell request trade, request trade, request trade. We already know the Trailblazers are geographically at a disadvantage. We already know that. And if we tell Dame to leave to go to a bigger market, we just promoting the big markets now. 
and now everything else is just mediocre. And now we complain about that. Everybody is hugging up L.A. Everybody's hugging up Miami. Everybody's hugging up Boston. And we we don't complain about that, but then we're going to complain about that, right? Because I thought you talk about Jalen Brown pairing up with Dame. I said Kevin Durant should request a trade to Portland and help Dame out so he can help his legacy as well. Imagine Kevin Durant taking the Trailblazers to a finals. That's not only helping Dame legacy now, it's helping Kevin Durant's legacy because they didn't went there. But no, Kevin Durant didn't look over there. He want to jump on the hot train, the hot, the hot new thing, the hot trend. Let me go to the Suns. That's what I'm talking about. Because if Kevin Durant requested a trade from Brooklyn, which he did, why not go and play alongside a great player in Dame in Portland and help cleanse your legacy and try to help a franchise win a championship rather than joining something that's already formed and a team that already went to a finals and the Warriors, a team that won a finals and won another finals, okay? And won 73 games. This is the NBA we come to. So, no, he shouldn't request a trade. He should honor his contract that he just signed, the two-year extension he signed prior to this year. And like and I, said, I, do, I, I do agree with that, Leo. And I, I also have to say that, however, even though Phoenix did go to the finals recently, they do need help to win it because there was always those problems with the West. Like, oh, they got the Clippers without Kawhi, you know, and and you know, the, their path there wasn't as strong as people wanted it to be. And the Phoenix Suns have never won a championship, to be fair. So if Durant won with Phoenix, they 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 haven't won at all ever. You know they. I mean, but look, they look at that roster. Won. And they and they went to a the final. Roster is nice. The they, they went to a final. They, they still never won a championship. And Durant does need a championship outside of Golden State to cleanse his legacy because right now we know him as the Asterix champion because they didn't need him to win championship. Look, they won it last year without him. And my thing with the whole trade thing and Isaiah said this quote before and it stuck wait he Dino said, Dino Dino real quickly I got a question yeah, yeah go ahead I got a question that I have to ask you if that same team the same um Phoenix team we talking about right now same roster everybody on that roster if that team was in Portland is Kevin Durant going there well did he specifically ask to go to Phoenix or did he just yeah, get he, had, he wanted to go to the yeah, he requested to go to Phoenix and Brooklyn honor his wishes. The same exact team in the same exact same spot. Exact they team in a different market, in a smaller market known as Portland. I think so. I don't he think he played so. in Oklahoma City for nine years. Yeah, he left OKC. He did. And everywhere OKC. he went was big market after that. That is true. Well, Oakland? This is uh, the problem. You know, the I, I don't know if Oakland's really a big market, though. You know what I'm saying? And this is the problem. And this is the real problem with Portland. It's just because Golden State was good. Anyways. The roster is terrible. It, it's beyond Dane. When you when you when you just remove Dane from that roster, that team is a lottery pick team every year. They have no talent. That team is not good. Jeremiah Grant is overrated as a basketball player. People don't want to admit it. People don't want to say it. The man does not impact winning basketball. He don't impact wins. And that That's may be problem. true. But didn't he average 24 points per game before they signed him? But it, it led to nothing. They wasn't wasn't he an all-star? Yeah, it but this year, depending league. on where the Knicks are, I still think they get bounced in the first round. No, I don't think they're going to be Cleveland in seven. That, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just Randall who just changed his game. Jeremiah Grant has been the same selfish player his entire career. He went from a winning situation in Denver and says he wants to be the man on a basketball team. He went to Detroit, was the man, and wasn't going anywhere. And then he went to Portland doing the same thing where he's not winning, making winning plays. 
He has low IQ. He could score the basketball. He, he gave up playing defense a long time ago since Philly. He stopped playing defense. And, and even now, it, it, he became but, a selfish basketball. He became Gordon Hayward. Remember, remember when Gordon Hayward first came in the league? He was playing both sides of the ball. He was able to defend really well. He was able to shoot the three. And then once he got started getting paid, he became an offensive player only. That's exactly what Jeremiah Grant became. Offensive-minded only. No defense, no hustle, no nothing else. And this is what the Portland Trailblazers have put around Dame Lillard his entire career. A bunch of guys just trying to get their points, play no defense, no hustle, no nothing. And then when they bring up guys like CJ McCollum, when they bring up guys like Anthony Simons, they build them up to be star players, they pay them, and then move them because they feel like they don't work well with Damon Lillard. That's not the case. You're building a, you was building a culture at one point, but you're training away guys who are building a culture. At one point, Zach Collins was a part of that culture. Then you traded him away. You're trading away a bunch of guys that Portland was building up, and you keep moving him for these other talents that don't mesh well with Damian Lillard. If you're gonna put a, a oh, if you if you ma- if you mix in and match in all these plays with Dame, and they can't work with Dame, then we gotta look at Dame. Yes. How many plays and came here, left, came back and left, and oh, they can't fit with him. They can't fit with him. Then we gotta talk about him. I agree. Oh, who's that? Who falls that? I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that Dame is not the problem. But th- if you're gonna say Portland has been trying, then if, if Dame is not, Portland, then why he? If, if, he, if he's the problem, you, you ask Portland that question because they just paid him two years, hundred million dollars. So they, they clearly don't see him as the problem if they're paying him that money. That's yeah. the organization. And he clearly problem. don't think it's a problem him being there. That's why he signed the contract, and that's, and that's why, why I'll be shocked if he requests a trade. Because why else? Why do it now? And I apologize for the statement because I know I got family watching and I don't mean this in, in, a, in a literal sense. But this is why I compared Damian Lillard to an abusive relationship because both of them are know they're not good for each other, but they're sticking around. No, they both know they're not good for each other. They're both hurting each other on a daily basis and they're sticking around. They're sticking around this marriage that doesn't work. Everyone hurts. Nobody benefits. And they keep saying, you know, it's all about loyalty. I'm sticking to the people. Like, like what are you talking about? All you're doing is losing. You're losing, and then when you get to a winning situation, you get hurt. So, like, I don't understand what, what are you talking about mm-hmm. staying where you're at. That, that's on you. You're going to sit here and paint a picture for the media, but you're unhappy. Like, why are you doing the talk? Like, we don't really care because we're saying your words. And we're, we're got on shows like this where we all like your talent. We all believe you're talented. And we're going off the words you say. But then six months later, you're going to talk about, yeah, I want to trade. I was never happier. I'm like, bro, bro, six months ago, you were saying a whole different tune. Like, who was holding a gun to your head? Nobody. I you mean, just you come look. out here and talk about preach loyalty, preaching you got to stick to the teams you got drafted by, and you're losing every game. And then you talk about you don't want to rebuild. So what are you trying to do? You can't win if you don't rebuild. Your team's horrible. There's nothing over here. Nothing. And you want to talk about you don't want to rebuild. You don't want talent on your team. The only way you're getting talent is if you rebuild. KD not coming. Dame not coming. JoJo not coming. Jokic not coming. Luka not coming. Like what do you expect to happen when you don't have generational talent on your team? You gotta figure it out. So if you're not planning to figure it out, move on. Get out of there. And that's I mean, the, no, and that's the thing too, is like they brought in all these different talents. You know, he he hasn't not been surrounded by talent. And I feel like a lot of people love to use that argument for him. But in reality, he's had plenty of talented teams around him since he got into the league. And they haven't been able to win. And then you change it up, you get all these different players. Oh, let's get Grant. You know, let's oh, let's trade away McCollum. Let's bring in Josh Hart. Let's bring in all these different guys. And then they don't work out with Dame. Why? Because he's not the number one guy you build a championship team around. Maybe a two, but he ain't a number one. 
And I feel like that's the harsh reality that people just are afraid to say nowadays. And going back to Leo's point from earlier, in the landscape of the NBA, yes, I think you should stick it out with the team that drafts you. I hope Tatum stays a Celtic forever. But my thing is this, and Zay said this quote a little while ago, the inmates run the asylum. The NBA, they're just running around, jumping ship, going team after team after team. Look at Kyrie. He's, he's, you think Kyrie's going to stay in Dallas if they don't make the play-in? No. There ain't no way. So he's going to change teams again. And then all these players are switching teams. You had Durant go from uh, Golden State to Brooklyn, now to Phoenix in a span of a few years. When, how often do superstars really move around like that? Michael Jordan, when the Pistons were beating them up, he said, you know what? I'm, I don't care how much I run and train for this game. Uh, game of basketball, I'm going to go put on 10, 15 pounds of muscle in the offseason so I can go be stronger and beat the Pistons. What do they do? Re-up, same team as the year before, go out and they beat the Pistons and they start their run in the East. What happened to that competitive spirit in the NBA specifically? And granted, all sports, you know, rivalries are less prevalent in sports nowadays. But nowadays, I feel like a lot of players are buddy-buddy and there's really not much rivalry intensity. And there's not a lot – players and teams out there that are going, you know what, I really want to beat this team. And I feel like that's where I don't agree with the things that the Grizzlies are saying, but I have to give them props. At least we have a villain to the, someone stepping up to be the villain role. Dylan Brooks, John Morant, the Grizzlies, they're stepping up and being the villains now. So at least there's a team out there that's they calling some rivalries and some good <laughs> basketball to be played. They, they idiot villains. They take the villainship off the court and they go to the strip club and right, hold up guns and true. all that. Look, I think for me, you know, you made a good point about rivalries. There's none because when you think you're developing a rivalry, you know, these guys have to play with each other or they request trades, go elsewhere, and that that rivalry is no longer existing. For example, the 76ers and the Nets, when that whole Ben Simmons deal happened for Harden, and then we thought that was going to be the next big rivalry, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Ben versus Embiid, James Harden, and all that. And then guess what? Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving left. That's no longer mm -hmm. a rivalry. Who cares about mm -hmm. that matchup now? You know what I'm saying? So this is the movement I'm talking about. And if I'm going to preach all these things, I cannot be preaching him requesting a trade when it's all said and done. No matter how much they failed and how much it's a failed operation, no matter how much we could look around the league and, and see everybody trying to stockpile on chips and try to join. If I'm going to be preaching, I don't like this era of basketball with all this influx of movement and wing culture, then I cannot say requested trade when you just signed the extension. That's what it comes down to. It's as simple as that for me. All right? If, if we saying all these things about Dane, why not run it back again? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> If, if they believe he's number one guy and he believes he's number one guy, why not just stick it out and run it back? Yeah, might as well. And when you jump ship, my thing is, where are you going to go if he jumps ship? Realistically, where is he going to go if he jump, if he requests a trade? Well, to be honest, there's only one team. Like it, it's There's only one team you could really go to. And the only team that's competing, contending for a championship, and needs a point guard, in a sense, is the Boston Celtics. Okay, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a hot take right now. I want Smart over Dame any day. Uh, yeah. Give me Marcus I'm, Smart over Dame as my point guard. I can't concur with that, you know. With all due respect, I can't. There's a reason I why gotta, I gotta go with Smart. Smart's my guy. I think he fits the best on our team right now. And I don't think we need a guy like Damian Lillard coming in here and taking shots away from Jason Tatum. Am I worried about what what's gonna happen with Jalen Brown? Yeah, I do not want to see him walk for free after next year. I agree with that. But the thing is, if we don't win a championship this year or next year, the biggest thing that's going to come down to is we should have offered more for Kevin Durant. 
We should have offered more picks for Durant because it wasn't the players the Nets had a problem with in that deal over the summer. It was the amount of picks. We only offered one pick compared to Phoenix's four. I think if we offered two or three, I think we would have got Kevin Durant. And I think that our reluctancy to offer more first-round picks could hurt us if we don't win a championship this year or next year. Beating the Bucks by 40 is great, but guess what? We still got three playoff series to go, so it's going to be a long ride. And we, there's going to be a lot that's going to shape up, especially with these matchups in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. That's my last point, and I'm done I'm officially. I'm Boston. This is my last point, and we off this topic because we spend a good minute on this topic. Look, um, Dino, this one's for you because I think I, I relayed this idea to Zay before. And, um, uh, Dino, I'm going to come your way with this. So, you know, I want to salute Zach because he kind of was the voice for my voice, right? This idea was in my head. I didn't explain it right initially, and it got misconstrued at that point. And Zach laid it out perfectly for me. So I want to I want to quote. Zach, for sharing half of my take that I want to fully give your way. So when you think about a guy like Kevin Durant, who we just talked about, when you talk about Kevin Durant, we know he's a good basketball player. Some people say he's top 10 all the time. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But um, most people will say so. I don't. You cannot consider him to be like a Jordan. When you think of the Bulls, you think of Jordan. When you think of the Lakers, you think of Kobe. When you think of the Mavericks, you think of Dirk Nowinski. Potentially, Luka may have something to say about that down the line, down the line, right? D-Wade, Miami. But when you talk about Kevin Durant, you don't consider him, because of all his movement and, you know, just falsifying chips. It's like, we don't, Warriors? Nah, that's Steph. You know, um, OKC, that may be Russ. Look, that Russ. might be, out there. it may be Russ. That's it, Russ. I think it is Russ. Right? Um, so, what else? Who else you went? Brooklyn? I don't believe we consider him with Brooklyn. Like, nah, we don't. Maybe Dr. J or something like that. Not him. Jason Kidd, possibly. No, Kidd, not him. Carter, Jefferson, yeah. Yeah, so we don't consider him to be married to a franchise and the best player of a franchise he played for. With Dame, though, you can say Portland, Dame. And I think that's a legacy in itself. It may not be ring-counting legacy when you talk about, I. Right, at the end of the day, let me see your chips, bro. Show me your chips. I can't show you nothing. But it's like, yo, Cheryl Blazers, damn. I can't say the same thing about Kevin Durant, though. What you think about that? I do. I agree with you 100%. Durant is not tied to an organization. He did that to himself. When he and Russ blew a 3-1 to one lead, mainly him, I put more so on him, when they blew a 3-1 to one lead against the Warriors in the conference finals, and they would have went on and won the championship that year, 2015, they would have won it. Or 2016? I forget what year it was, but... When they blew it, that was on them. And then he goes and jump ships to the team that they lost 3-1 to. to. So we, everyone knows we don't have to beat a dead horse. It was scandalous, and I agree with that thing. But here's the thing. Yes, right now you think Dame Blazers, sure. But are we really going to put him in Blazer history over someone like Clyde Drexler, who at least got to the chip and was only a couple games away from winning it a few times? Are we really going to put him ahead of someone like that to when Dame's biggest moment when he got there in the Western Conference Finals, he didn't show up? So can we really put him in Portland over a guy like Clyde? My answer is no. If he goes and wins a championship in Portland and shuts me up and proves me wrong, fine, have at it. But right now, I I think the answer is no. Clyde didn't win the chip, though. But, you know, That's we can true. leave that there. And, um, yeah, let's move on to halftime. When we come back from halftime, which is going to be about one and a half minutes long, we're going to stay in the NBA. We got to talk about these maps. And ladies and gentlemen, 
keep it locked. Please like and subscribe for all the up-to-date content. We're, we've been slinging shows left and right, slinging content left and right. Please don't miss anything. If you do, like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a question, something you may want to answer, something you may have. It's, all ideas are great ideas. Nothing's a dumb question. 